Brett Beach has worked his magic, and the Kansas City Chiefs have a brand new cornerback that you haven't seen yet, but we know all about. Coming up today on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, everybody. It is the day after cutdowns. That means it is your full and complete transaction day for both the practice squad and the regular season 53. We're going to get started today. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, NFL33.com, and RGR Football. He's Chris Clark from Chiefs Corner. You need to go check that out and sub over at that sub stack. A lot coming for you, but we appreciate you being here, making us your first listen. You can find tons of Locked On shows for every team across this sport, as well as the national shows for free every day on every platform, whether it's YouTube, where you can like, sub, and hit the bell for us right now, on Spotify, on Apple, and any audio platform that you like, because we are free and available everywhere all the time. We appreciate you being back with us. If you want a little more information, you get in on the text line at 816-357-8781. And we're brought to you today by our friends at FanDuel. This episode and all of them, is, they're the official sportsbook that you want to get with right now. Make every moment count. Right now, new customers get $5 off and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. We have to cover a couple of injury in- updates, what it means, and when we will see faces again. Who's coming to that practice squad? Right now, there's been a ton of moves. We're going to run them all down for you. But first, right now, we have to talk about a new acquisition. The Chiefs went out and pulled in a cornerback, even though they had about seven of them in camp. Darius Rush, previously of the Indianapolis Colts, is a guy that I mocked to the Chiefs back in March, and he has a great fit in terms of what he does that the Chiefs like. Not a surprise to me. Is it? Did it catch you off guard when they pulled in a corner that wasn't in camp, Chris? A little bit. Uh, from everything I've read about him, he does seem to fit the mold of what they want in their corner. So that is really a good sign for them. And I think that it's, it's interesting. They already made a move and cut Matt Dickerson, which was a position they already had, what, five DTs we talked about yesterday. Uh, they released a DT and brought in a corner, which I find interesting because you're sitting there in a situation where you already had five. And according to Brett Beach today, he thinks that Sneed is going to play in this game, but he doesn't want to talk over the trainers. Uh, so interesting to me that they're going that direction. Uh, and he's an outside corner. He's not going to be an inside corner. So that's also interesting because they seem to have a plethora of those guys already. But the one thing that really sticks out to me when you start looking at this move is it makes me think that Kansas city, and I'm, I don't want to talk about Snead too much, but Kansas city is probably done with Snead after the season, which stinks. But at the same time, it also shows that I think they're sticking to a system where, they're going to be taking corners and trying to get them on rookie contracts for four or five years. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And folks, we're going to switch over. I want to show you the fit that Darius Rush brings out of South Carolina. This is his profile from Mogul Analytics, the draft guide that I do with my guys every single year. And this really highlights, uh, there's always two on on a page. He is the bottom uh, athlete right here. And what you see is from this matrix, He is heavily, heavily weighted towards the explosive and deep ranges. He covers ground, and that's what you want. If you have a a constant rotation of youth at the position, you want to be able to turn and run. And you can see here he ended up seventh out of this entire class in the deep range. That's this rank down at the bottom, ninth in the explosive range, which is 
between 20 and 40 yards. And then you get into the initial explosiveness. Uh, the leaping isn't quite there, as you will see on some other corners on this roster. But he is a guy that can turn and run. And when it take, comes down into the film ranks, he tied with a, a guy out of Northwestern named Cam Mitchell, who was interestingly enough available as well, uh, with the 10th. And here's the big thing. What have we talked about? Taking the ball away, right? In this last class, he had the sixth highest hawk rate. Taking the ball away, complete either creating PBUs or interceptions. That's what he does. And I think that fits in perfectly with what they want to do, not just this season, but next season and next season. I really think it also looks at a situation where he's only played corner for, what, two years, maybe three years? He was a wide receiver when he first went to college. So this is his first year in the NFL playing corner, obviously. But he was a fifth-round pick by the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think we said that before. Uh, and they cut him this season, this offseason, which was surprising to a lot of people. And I've watched it on Twitter. All the Indianapolis people were just shocked <laughs> that he was already cut. Uh, but he is a guy that doesn't hasn't played corner very long. He is a wide he is a former wide receiver, which means he has great hands. He can go up and pluck the ball out of the air. But it also one of the things that he really did when he was in South Carolina was he played a lot of special teams. I think this is a move to improve their special teams and give them another guy that can learn that position from learn the CB position from Kansas City and still provide you great special teams player. I, I have to think so. It's he fits that mold, like we said, and that's really what it comes back to is can he do the things that you're looking for him to do? I, I feel confident in that. And certainly when you weigh that against what you gave up, and that is that you allowed uh, Khalif Halasi to be claimed on waivers as well, uh, a guy that we talked about possibly being the last to squeeze onto the roster in order to make it, that's something that I think would have been great. Uh, I think another developmental guy, but I have to admit that Rush – is in that same stable, in fact, graded out better on film and had a little bit more explosiveness and deep range than what you saw from Halasi. So in terms of what they physically did, I think you can feel pretty justified in that they actually upgraded in a couple of ways that actually do matter quite dramatically to the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, and funny enough, uh, Kansas City now has basically an extra draft pick from this past year. Uh, this guy was a draft pick that was taken in the fifth round and cut. And mm -hmm. you you could also argue that they have another draft pick from this year when you look at Farrell coming in. I know he'd already been in the league for a year, but didn't play much last year. And you're looking at a situation where they're getting younger on defense, and that is going to be helpful. I agree. And I want to give you guys a, a quick look at my offseason eval when we went through the draft process because uh, here are his grades out of South Carolina, 16th in the matrix, 21st in ball production, 10th in what we saw on film. And this really sums it all up. Sizable, speedy, and athletic man corner. And that's the key. Man corner. He can learn to play zone. But he is a guy that can line up one-on-one -on -one with a guy and take him out. He has the turn and run capability to start on the outside in the NFL. Showed his mirror and his change of direction. That's short area quickness. That's what we emphasize as sack at the senior bowl. And he was a standout at the senior bowl. That is a competitive measure that we know the chiefs look at. Uh, he needs to develop more effective uh, press technique and tacking, tackling discipline. Uh, we could say that for a number of guys that are on this roster right now. So again, I don't think this is any departure from what the chiefs type is. That said, 
We also have some other additions to the practice squad. We're going to get to those after a little bit of work from people that you probably know. You may not know that you know them, but we're going to tell you about them right now because our friends at FanDuel, they are ready, and they hope you are ready for this incredible offer right now as football season gets ready to kick off. They are America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet just $5, and you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all the customers who do bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. We know you want to watch it. For those of you who live outside the Kansas City area, you have to. You might as well get the discount now and let FanDuel help you. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. It's super simple, and you can have everything from spreads to player props to outcomes, etc. Get in the action. Go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And kick off the NFL season the way you want to with an offer that you don't want to miss. FanDuel, it's the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. If I was betting, I would not have bet that this particular transaction happened. But we did see the Chiefs make a number of re-signings pulling back to the practice squad, guys that we had expected. Now, I won't say they're all that way. Because there have been a couple of additions here on Wednesday afternoon that I think we should discuss. Yeah, and I'm sitting here looking at the roster, and they brought back, what, three – or they got three players so far. Right now, I think we're at 15 players on the practice squad. The Chiefs actually get 17 this year because they have a roster exemption for uh, their international player. So they still have two more moves to make, and they have only three players that I'm seeing right now that are on their practice squad that aren't from Kansas City, Montreal, Washington, Garrett Prince, and Keith Taylor. And I, I like a number of those acquisitions. Keith Taylor in particular, again, another long, tall corner. He's not quite the burner, but another guy uh, a year removed from getting drafted that can come in and do things very similarly to Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams. So I think, again, we are just seeing if you can't dance with the one that Bronio, you're going to find somebody who looks just like her because that's what Brett Veach is doing all day long today. Yeah, and he's doing a great job at it. I mean, you look back at who else he brought in. Reese Taylor's back who plays more of an inside role or can play more of an inside role. So that really helps them in that area. Deion Bush is back. Danny Shelton is back. Austin Ryder are back. All three of those guys could be guys that come up from the practice squad to help them in one form or another. Shelton, I think, could see some time early in the season if Jones isn't back. Uh, And there's a little bit of an update on that we can talk about later. But Shelton's a guy that really could help this roster this year. And it, these are all guys that we talked somewhat about is having that just that fringe look. Danny Shelton, we thought this would be a similar scenario. We thought the same thing could happen to Blake Bell. I've not seen any signing for Matt Bushman anywhere yet. The Chiefs practice squad is not fully complete yet, as I understand. You tell me if I'm wrong. But there's still a possibility Bushman's there. Bushman's on it. Is he? Okay, so Bushman got yep. back. That's great. I hadn't seen that yet. Do you want me to go through the list? Yeah, let's run it down. Okay, Reese Taylor, I mentioned. I'll just go through the whole list. Reese Taylor, corner. Deion Bush, safety. Danny Shelton, defensive tackle. Austin Ryder, center. Jason Godrick, which is the international player of the offensive tackle. Matt Bushman, tight end. Daneric Prince, running back. Cornell Powell, wide receiver. LaMichael Pirine, running back. Cole Christensen, linebacker. Uh, Boye Doe, corner from K-State. <clears throat> uh, wide receiver, Montreal, Washington. QB, Chris Lodakun. Uh, tight end Garrett Prince and CB Keith trailer. The interesting thing is beach did say in his press conference today uh, that they thought Shane was a great quarterback, but it makes it sound like 
from his comments today that Shane's probably not coming back and they're going to roll with only three QBs. Maybe they're going to bring in a fourth at some other point, but right now I don't think Shane's coming back. Uh, yeah. I, Chris uh, Oladokan, I, I, I think sealed his ability to be not only a scout guy, but somebody that if they felt they had to call up, honestly, it's a scramble ability that is, is much more akin this season. We've seen it more be more akin to what Patrick Mahomes does than even Shane Bichelle has. And certainly what uh, Ola Dokan, I got to get his name right, uh, what he did last year. So I think that was probably the thing that sealed it for them well, is that it's a more of a one-to-one. And I'm not trying to say he has the arm of Mahomes, but the ball jumps out of his hands when he throws. So I think that he's got a pretty strong arm. I think that really helps as well, as long as, I mean, as well as the ability to run as well. So uh, interesting to see, you know, they brought back both Prince and P. Ryan. So <laughs> you got both running backs back. Uh, Kansas City obviously had a pretty good feel as to who they could lose and who they couldn't. They only lost one player in Halasi. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the big key is what you get here is, uh, we talked about Blaine Gabbert being the backup. We know Andy likes to go with the veteran, and that certainly proved out. Other than Shane Michelle, that's probably the only question mark of, of getting back to the practice squad. But otherwise, having only one player picked off of your practice squad, knowing that you're trying to get them mostly back, I think that's another success for, for Brett Feach in the front office. I think it also tells you that they had the room read really well in terms of what the competition was across the rest of the league and who might come calling for some of their players. Sure seems that way. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, there's some guys that have not been picked up yet that I would think would be picked up or would have been back on the practice squad. So uh, interesting to see what happens there. Now let's remember too that, yes, the practice squad, you can, you can, you can hire and fire off of there. That is something that has a tendency to fluctuate a little bit here early in the season. Doesn't mean that it's 100% done right now. We could still see some transactions. Later in the season, that settles down, and you might see it not be something that we come back to. But with the elevation aspect of it, for Austin Ryder, for Danny Shelton, uh, for the running backs, clearly for Bushman, I, I do think there's something there. Injuries are going to play into that. There's attrition every year. Obviously, we know about the Chris Jones situation, but we don't have anything new to tell you other than Brett Veach is hopeful that next week when the Chiefs open the season, that you might have a Chris Jones around. We'll see. Well, I don't think there's any way that he can play at this point, though. I wouldn't think so, but he also said that they have been talking, which is something that we hadn't really heard. Uh, we had heard that they hadn't been talking, so now he's saying they have been, so we'll see. Yeah, I agree. We also have to get to what can happen now that they can move forward and they have this kind of set. Uh, the Dickerson transaction today was, I think, a little surprising there's still going to be some back and forth. So while we feel pretty good about where it's at right now, it is certainly not done. So tomorrow we will continue with any additional transactions and we'll start to take a look forward at how they go to get ready for next week. But injuries are going to play a purpose in that. And so we're going to have to discuss that. Coming up next, we'll get into that. And remember, this is the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to touch on the two things, we've talked ad nauseum about Kadarius Tony, And I think we, and maybe the majority of the media in general, has not looked closely enough at Legereus Sneed. Brett Veach had comments on both of them today as well. Yeah, he did. And it sounds like he's hopeful that both they, Tony and Sneed could play in this game. He said he's not going to you know, step on the toes of Rick Burkholder, which is what you would expect. He's going to defer to 
him, but he's hopeful that they can play, and he says that they're training in the right direction. Uh, and it also sounds like any of the guys that were injured in the last preseason game that played should be available uh, as, as well. So we'll see. Let's be real here. I don't think there's any way that you're going to get significant snaps out of either of those guys, given that they've both been out the entirety of training camp. There's just not anything that you can do volume-wise. Can you see them? Yes, I think that's definitely a possibility. Uh, my question is, I'm even more in the dark about where Legereus Sneed is and what the condition is uh, that's actually aggravating and re-aggravating his knee. Um, today's Tony, I know that they, they've had all the diagnostics and they've been on a plan, and so I feel even a little bit better about him right now that said, the volume that they have at each of those positions was definitely a calculation for these two players. I would agree. And then the other question that you get into with Snead is, are they able to keep him in condition? And I actually just mean like his physical condition, his ability to run and all that, uh, considering he's basically been, I would imagine, mostly off his knee trying to get the swelling down. How are you staying in physical shape? How are you staying to where you can actually stay in condition to play in an NFL game? That is a big deal. Uh, so we'll see whether or not he's able to be, he's been able to do that. He may be able to play, but he's probably not going to be able to play the whole game would be my guess. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. So when you take a look at, at the whole, not a whole lot of other injuries. I know Christensen got banged up, um, but he's back on the practice squad. Um, Badakasi, I, I was really intrigued by the way he played late. Uh, he was, uh, ended up released with a, an injury designation, right? He did not go to IR if I remember correctly so that well, could no, still they, be something in the future no they they have to actually uh put him wave him injured and mm -hmm. then if he's not claimed then he reverts back to ir so that's how that's how that works with players that aren't so in this case that weren't drafted i guess is, is the way that would be Badakasi and remigio and uh carbon all went to ir yeah Carvin is the surprise for me. I think we all understood what uh, Romeo was going to go through. Uh, Fadakasi, I thought, showed himself pretty well. Um, we talked yesterday about Cam Jones and why that actually is a pretty good fit because of the paradigm that he brings to the table. If you missed that show, uh, we were live yesterday. Go check that out for our initial 53 and, and the reasoning behind it as we figure that out. But uh, injuries are, are always a part of the attrition. And what we have to hope for now is that Things can get cleaned up in the next few days, eight days until this team is on the field playing a regular season night game. Uh, I, for one, am ready for that. But just where they sit now, when you take a look at the whole thing, um, practice squad players included, do you still have concerns about having enough viability at a, at a given position? Yeah, I think you have to. I, I think you look at the defensive line and you have to have questions as to how it's going to work out. Uh, you look at the defensive tackles, you look at the defensive ends. I, you know, I really like – Carl Loftus, I like what he was able to do last year. Uh, and I like, you know, Coburn, but he's not ready to be a primetime guy right now. Farrell is coming into a new team that he's going to have to learn the system. And, yeah, DTs can probably step in and play and, and understand things pretty quickly. But there is still a little bit of acclimation to that. And then you're in a situation where you have, you know, Mike Dana as your other starter. And while he is good enough to help at times, he's not really starting material defensive end at least from what we've seen from him so far in his career. So then you're in a situation where, you know, the best and most experienced offensive or defensive lineman you have is Derek Nottie. Or no, I guess not maybe best, but most experienced defensive lineman mm -hmm. you have is Derek Nottie. Certainly. So well, it, it, it looks to me like this is, and no offense to Mike Dan, I, I think they might need him to play outside. So 
this to me looks like the best scenario for Malik Herring to get a start. And possibly, I, I believe in Coburn. I wouldn't have a problem with them putting him out there other than not, the play volume. Yeah, I'm not saying that he can, he's not going to play at all. I'm just saying he's, I don't think he's ready to be a starter. I don't think he's ready to be productive from day one. I think he could be a player that could help in situational, but Kansas City doesn't have that, that luxury right now. And, you know, Turk Warden, it does sound like they're expecting him to be able to play and, and be able to go. That's a big update. That could be really helpful. It certainly could. And I want to get the details down of that because right now just being able to play is one thing, but being able to sustain that and play a whole game, I mean, we're talking, you know, you'd hope to get 50 snaps. Let's let's hope the defense doesn't have to be out there that much. Let's, let's put it that way. Well, I just want to say really quick, we've talked about it. The Lions have a great offensive line. This is going to be a big test for this defensive line. And that is a huge concern going into this game. And if the Chiefs get bullied on the offensive on their defensive line, it's going to cause problems on their defense. Luckily, yeah. they have Patrick Mahomes. So this may end up being a 50 point, 50 point game, you know, hundred points combined. Uh the old Jared Goff versus Mahomes game from a couple years ago. Nothing would make the NFL happier, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> that said, we're that. still getting updates. Uh, we've had players uh, come onto the practice squad here just within the last 30 minutes since we started recording this show. Um, we thank you for being with us live. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell. One last update. Just got uh, a, kind of a, a stoic view of what is going on with uh, Chris Jones right this moment. Just him, solitary. But in a Chiefs uniform, and I think that's something that we can look forward to. Uh, I don't know exactly what that means, but I'm hopeful. And let's see what we learn by tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that. Remember, we are here for you seven days a week. At least that's what it feels like. Certainly five days a week. Uh, you everydayers, you know where to find us. We appreciate you. Like so, hit that bell. Get signed up. Get subbed on Spotify, on Apple, on any audio platform that you prefer, because that's where you can find us for free every day. Text us at 816-357-8781, and you will get on the private text line that where we can reach out to you when we know what we know. I'm looking forward to it. There's a lot coming. And I'm just glad that the, the storm has kind of passed and we're on the backside and it's starting to smooth out. We're going to have a couple things still happen, but this team looks like it's starting to state, take shape. Obviously, the one big 95 thing standing out there is the thing that has to get sorted out. But we're that much closer to starting a run for another Super Bowl title. So we're glad that you guys are with us. We very much appreciate you. I will say this. I am excited to see the offense actually go out there and play because I don't think that they showed anything. And <laughs> one of the, my favorite things of Andy Reid is what does he break out in week one or what does he break out in the first four weeks that you haven't ever seen before? Because he's always going to break something out and it's going to be new and it's not going to be expected. And it's always fun to see what he's able to do. Well, and I'll, I'll make a quick prediction, too. Um, with a small comment today on uh, Rasheed Rice and Justin Ross being uh, guys that would be on the shortlist for a, a package of plays, that's a great way to, A, get them integrated into the offense, B, put some things on film that the next six defenses have to prepare for, and really kind of get them up and running against NFL competition that, as we talked about, all offseason, OTAs are down here, camp takes it up a notch regular season goes up another notch and they got to get used to it and you got to get prepared for that playoff run that we all hope is coming so that's the Andy, first step forward please i'm begging you put in justin <laughs> ross or rasheed rice and throw a, a fade 
Just do it in the first game. <laughs> get it over with. I don't care if you complete it because it puts it on film for everybody else in a situation where you don't have enough space to operate as an offense anyway. Certainly is a useful concept. Let's see what happens with the youngsters. A lot to come for you. Thanks for being with us today. We very much appreciate it. Make sure you're one of us on that sub, whether it's here or on the text line or on both or on audio. We appreciate you. Have a great evening today. We'll be back with you tomorrow for another show looking at your Kansas City Chiefs. Have a good one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.